Welcome to r slash choosing beggars, where a beggar demands that OP hand over their inheritance. Our first post is from Chunky Monkey. Dear Blank, on the 20th of October 2017, you applied for a senior developer position involving the following technologies, Python 3, Flask, MySQL, and Erlang. During the interview, it became immediately obvious that you were unfamiliar with Erlang, even at a junior developer level, let alone an experienced engineer of distributed systems, as your application claimed. As a result, Blank is requesting the time consumed by your interview be remitted in full. Please see below for the costs incurred. You wasted two hours of the head developer's time, which is worth $110, as well as two hours of the head of HR, which is worth $100, and finally two hours of the owner's time, which is worth $200. In total, you owe us $410. Please pay the above cost to the following account before the 20th of November 2017. If the amount due is not repaid by the date specified, the issue will be taken to VCAT as a matter of principle rather than cost. Thank you. On that note, I am a YouTuber with 900,000 subscribers, which makes me super duper important, and my time is very valuable. So if you've ever posted a comment on one of my videos, you are wasting my time. I expect each and every one of you to PayPal me $10 by the end of the week for each comment you've made on my channel. If you don't, I'm gonna have to take this up with YouTube as a matter of principle rather than cost. Our next post is from Hexum Zexy. My coworker had a baby girl last week, and to celebrate, he took us all out to lunch. My other coworker ordered an extra steak and two slices of cheesecake to take out. When some of us asked her why, she said it was because it was free. She even knew Blank was paying. What I don't understand is how this choosing beggar can possibly think that she's gonna get away with it. If I were the first coworker in this story, I would have just not paid for the steak and cheesecake because seriously, screw that lady. Our next post is from Seanad. Sorry, I can't pick up the phone right now. I'm in a lecture. You called a few times? Is everything okay? Now that we spoke for a bit, I was gonna ask for a favor. Oh yeah, that's fine. If I can do anything, you know I will. What's up? I know that Granddad left everything to you. I want some bits. Oh, of course. That's really sweet. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. There's some legal bits at the minute, so I can't really take anything out of the house until it's all sorted, but I'm sure I can get away with finding some sentimental stuff. I was actually wondering if you wanted some of our old toys for your boys. He kept everything in the attic. There's also a good few thousand photographs up there, and I'm planning to go through them and scan them all, make a USB copy for all the families so everyone has them, and then make albums out of them so that people have their own originals too. No! My sons don't want toys that are old and used, and I have my own photos. I was actually thinking about the washing machine, as mine is five years old and his is only a couple months old, and also the fridge freezer because they are both black and go with my kitchen. Also, I was wondering if I could have some money to get a new bathroom. 
Okay, I'll see if someone else's kids will want the toys. It'll be a shame to see them never used. It's a shame about the photographs as they got right back to 1940. Unfortunately, due to the legal stuff, I can't really move any of the large goods at the minute. I'm not sure if you've been told the money situation, but I don't have anything at the minute. I've been thinking about it, and I'm planning on buying 5k in premium bonds for all the great-grandkids once the house was sold. Whatever's left over, I was going to use to help with my degree, but I'm sure we can come up with a plan to get your bathroom sorted if we need to. How can you not move stuff when my dad and Uncle Blank have gotten loads? I'll have one of the TVs then, but I want one that's at least 50 inches. My two boys don't need premium bonds to sit there. Give me the money for both of them and I'll make sure they spend it properly. I can't believe you would waste money like that. You don't need help with your degree. You have a student loan. What do you mean sorted? Look, Blank, I can't move anything big because of your dad and Blank's actions and the new will. It's legally complicated and I'm not about to take actions to jeopardize myself. The idea of the premium bonds was exactly so it does sit there and when they're old enough, they can access it and spend it how they want. I don't see it as a waste. You know Granddad loved family more than anything, and I think he'd be proud to see the younger ones with a head start in life. Yes, I have a student loan. It doesn't mean I get to live comfortably or with ease by any means. My degree is hard, and if I can concentrate more on my studies with less financial strain, I believe that to be a good thing. Well, if it's in a state of disrepair and you need one, I'll help. I'm not in a position to right now, but I will be and we can agree to some kind of loan if that's what you would like. How can it be complicated when he gave everything to you? Just drop it at my house. I can't believe how selfish you're being. It was your choice to go to university, so you should have known you'd be poor. You can't be high and mighty just because you're going to be a doctor in 100 years' time. How dare you say my house is in a state of disrepair? You're in a state of disrepair. You should be a better cousin. You're a terrible, selfish person. Dad was right. You manipulated Granddad into giving you anything you wanted and caused him to get dementia. I don't know how I still believed you would be a good person after all this. It's funny how people behave when there's inheritance involved, isn't it? I thought you were better than this, but you're just showing your true colors. Yes, Choosing Beggar, I agree. It is funny to see how people behave when there's inheritance involved. Our next post is from Mind Pattern. Right, I'm getting onto Blink today and changing my number. Don't message me again. Your call. Yep, it is. Don't change your Now TV password until Game of Thrones is finished, please. Then feel free. I changed it yesterday. The audacity. F right off, you grunt. Lol, yeah man, you won't be able to get hold of me now, see ya. Are you serious? You're blocking me out of your life, but still want to use my Now TV subscription? (laughs) Hey, buddy, F you, but before you do, please give me some free stuff. Our next post is from Hair in a Suit. Yesterday, as tradition, I made a huge Mother's Day barbecue dinner for my wife, my mother, and my mother-in-law. Turned out amazing. My wife posted all kinds of pictures on Facebook and Instagram. 
Last night, while my wife was at work, my brother-in-law called her and asked for something to eat. Now, I need to explain about my brother-in-law. He's the most irresponsible piece of garbage I've ever met. He drives a $60,000 sports car, yet he's homeless. He doesn't have enough money to eat, yet he always has a pack of cigarettes and a bag of weed. He's the only one to blame for his problems. Both my mother-in-law and my father-in-law recognize this. That's why he is no longer welcome in either of their homes. But my wife will always have a soft spot for her baby brother. My wife called me after she talked to her brother and told me to fix him a plate. When he came by, he reeked of weed and had a fat joint rolled up behind his ear. He was complaining that he had nothing to eat for the last two days. Lucky for him, I had a whole pot of spaghetti in my refrigerator that needed to be eaten before it went to waste. I told him to eat his fill and then he could take the leftovers with him. He didn't want the spaghetti, he wanted the leftover barbecue, which I was not going to give him. When he started complaining, I gave him a reality check. I reminded him that he was 22 years old and it is not my responsibility to feed a grown man. I reminded him how when I first married his sister, I was making less money than him and was supporting a family. I told him how my family was never homeless and never missed a meal. Honestly, yes, I did give him a hard time, but I would have told my own brothers the same thing if they were in this situation. He left without eating anything, and he called crying to my wife. I had to hear all about it this morning, and now I'm in the doghouse. Our next post is from Professor Repent. This is an online dating profile that someone matched to on OkCupid. What I'm actually looking for. Daily showers, daily teeth brushing, less than three intimate relations, no tattoos, no nose rings, no neck chokers, no short short hair, no neon colored hair, no fatties, no smokers, no druggies, no missing teeth, no roasties, no cougars, no divorcees, no long distance relationships, no healthcare workers, no physiotherapists, no single moms, no gold diggers, no heavy makeup greater than one millimeter thick. No plastic surgery, no LGBT, no degenerates, never sent nudes by phone or internet, no STDs, no BDSM, no polygamy or open relationships, no one night stand or random sex, no pole dancers or sugar babies, no call girls or escorts. No scrubs, no yoga, no meditation, no social media addicts, no Canadians, no travelholics, no vegans, no Harry Potter, no communists, no male friends, no Disney. Seriously, time to grow up. No rap music, no overly religious, no dancing, no Game of Thrones. Go watch a history documentary instead of this fictional rubbish. I like to imagine that somewhere out in the world, there is an absolutely gorgeous 10 out of 10 millionaire supermodel who is crying into a pillow because she meets all of these requirements, but she's a Canadian, so therefore she can't date this absolute catch of a guy. Our next post is from Lilitko7. I never thought I'd post here, even though I have a number of entitled family members, but this couple was on another level. Non-relatives who lack common decency really irk me more than entitled family members. As with family members, at least they can be mistaken into thinking you owe them something due to blood relations before you correct them. So here goes. 
I live on the west coast of my country, and to get to the east, you can buy a plane ticket or embark on an almost nine-hour train journey to get to the other side. Usually, I opt for the night train as it allows us to get some sleep. So, I booked the ticket for me and my family. I packed what we needed and then some extras of some items, as traveling with children means you have to pack an extra pair of clothing and extra sundries, etc. We couldn't fit all of us into the two sleeping cabins, as there weren't enough cabins on the train when I booked, and we decided my husband had to sit in a chair with the other passengers for the entire journey. He was fine with it. His coach was only one away from ours, with the dining kiosk in between. Before settling in, we had a light meal as a family in the dining coach. There were a few people there, some just passing through to buy snacks and some hanging around a little longer. There was another family with us there, boyfriend, girlfriend, and their two-year-old child. We got talking, and the father moaned it would be hard to travel with a child, while the mother asked me for some nappies, which I gladly gave her. Then, a moment later, she realized she had forgotten some snacks, so I gave her the sliced apple and carrots that I had extra. She also got to see some of the stuff I had packed for the journey, as I was looking for the nappies and the snack for her. We usually buy a one-time use box of earplugs for the children as the ones the train provide aren't always, um, new. And it's better than giving the children the better quality and more expensive ones. My husband told the father he could have a pair of ours as there would be an extra pair after everyone had received theirs. He declined and asked if he could have my husband's, which were more expensive noise-canceling and molded earplugs, as the trained ones were probably dirty and my youngest kid had played with the box and he didn't want to touch it. Naturally, my husband said no. He turned to me and asked if he could have mine as I was sleeping in a cabin and didn't have to listen to his toddler crying. I said they could have the one-use pair, but not the expensive ones. Take it or leave it. And I start to leave. This is when the mother turns to me and asks if she could have, yes, have, not borrow, my youngest child's blanket as they are more or less the same age. The train provides thin fleece blankets and a blow-up pillow type of thing. I gritted my teeth and said no. We settled in the cabin and fell asleep. Three hours into the journey, I hear knocking on the cabin door. Alarmed that maybe something happened to my husband, I opened and I see the mother standing outside. She asked if she could have those earplugs, the expensive ones, as her son had more or less nonstop cried and fussed and her boyfriend couldn't take it anymore. I said no and told her I was pissed that she woke me up for something that was her problem and she could easily have avoided it if she had packed in advance. She got angry and said, wait till I tell him about this. Five minutes later, there was knocking again at my door. It was the boyfriend. Quite rudely, hard to translate with the exact translation into English, he told me that I had two options. Give him the earplugs or give up my room so his son could sleep with our kids as he was used to sleeping in a bed and their seats obviously weren't a bed. I shut the door in his face. A few minutes later, there was more knocking. I opened and both of them stood there. There was some screeching on her part, which alerted the conductor and ticket checker and other passengers. I sent a text to my husband to get here quickly. The conductor calmed the couple down and explained he could give them another pack of the fleece blanket for their kid and that they just had to make do with what they paid for, the seats. When my husband arrived, the father went from angry to calm and he asked again if he could sleep in the cabin with our children. 
while I took his seat are that we give up my bed for his son so that both him and his son could get some sleep. His girlfriend tried to sell this idea to me by saying I would be close to my husband because apparently we are a high school couple and need to be next to one another at all times for life to go on. We declined both their offers. The conductor gently tried to nudge them away from there and even then she turned around and said, Then just give me your blanket so that my son can at least sleep in a good blanket. The conductor thankfully got them back to their seats after threatening to throw them off at the next stop. There were no more disturbances for the rest of the journey. That whole thing about how you have two options, what about option number three, telling the conductor that you, an adult grown man, are trying to sleep with two minors? We'll be back with more r slash content right after this short break. Welcome to r slash I don't work here lady where a Waffle House employee gets mistaken for a stripper. Our next post is from Master Tiny Face. I'm a falconer and I train birds of prey to flush unwanted birds from places for a living. My work often brings me to extremely fancy resorts as this tends to be a bit of a bougie service. On this particular day I was working at a 5 star resort. Only millionaires and billionaires stay here so people tend to be entitled, keeping pigeons from their restaurant patio. I don't have a uniform, but I usually dress in nice hiking attire, and all the restaurant employees wear clearly marked uniforms with aprons and name tags. I had my phone plugged in behind the hostess podium so I went in to check on it, hawk in hand. While I was responding to a text, a presumably rich white lady approaches me and says, and there will be other people joining my party, so can you just... I start to cut her off by waving a hand and shaking my head, but before I can indicate that she's talking to the wrong person, she responds with, Oh, you don't speak English, as she rolls her eyes. You should know that I'm half Filipino and half white, giving me an ambiguously ethnic look, although I grew up in Southern California and Central Florida. Taken aback by this, I accidentally jerked my hawk back, causing him to flash his wings. This startled the rich white lady and said, Actually, I speak plenty of English, but I don't work here, lady. You'd think the big hawk on my glove would give that away. She was unfazed and continued on her way, but her two teenage daughters were absolutely mortified. It turned out to be the funniest thing to happen to me all month. I'm just going to breeze past how entitled that woman was because what I can't get over is the idea of a hostess who is also a falconer. Yes ma'am, right this way, my hawk will show you to your table. Our next post is from Julia. So my story begins several years ago when I was a waitress at Waffle House. It's not exactly an I don't work here story, but an I don't work there kind of situation. So one morning after working a night shift, I stopped at a gas station to get some gas before going home. I'm exhausted and may I add, in full uniform and everything, hat and apron included. I go to pay for my gas by pulling out my large wad of tips, mostly $1 bills. Out of nowhere, I hear this disgusted sound from the cashier, so I look up to meet her eyes. Here's the conversation. You should be ashamed of what you do. Me, very tired and confused. I'm sorry, what? You should be ashamed of being a stripper. She was acting all holier than thou. Wow, where'd you get that from? 
You need to leave. I don't want trash in my store. Lady, I'm a waitress. I'm in a waffle batter covered uniform. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Just leave. The manager, who was in the office right behind her with the door open, called for her to the office and closed the door. I was still in shock when this lady came flying out of the office with her purse. Rot in heck, stripper! She yelled this at me before leaving the store. The manager came out of the office and apologized for the woman's behavior and said that she had been warned about it before and fired her on the spot. He gave me a free breakfast biscuit and some coffee for the trouble. I thanked him and paid for my gas. I was still in shock when I got home and told my mom what happened. This story gets better. A few days later, I'm in the dish pit washing dishes when the same woman comes in to speak to a manager. She didn't see me until she had finished speaking with him. She looked me straight in the eye before turning red and rushing out the door. I asked the manager what she wanted and he said she wanted to know if we were hiring. I started laughing and explained to him that that's the woman from the gas station. Of course, I told my coworkers about it. She never came back. The only appropriate way for her to end that conversation in the gas station would have been, Oh, my mistake. Your uniform is covered in waffle batter. I thought it was baby batter. Our next post is from Delightful Cat. I work for a very popular cranberry airline here in Germany. I don't work at the airport, but sometimes I have to check the planes and make sure the cabin crew is rested and that they have their legs all fulfilled. I also have to write reports. My uniform is dark red. I wear dark red slacks, black high heel pumps, a white button down, and a dark red blazer. There is no way in heck you could mistake me for anything other than an airline employee. Q Easter. Easter was madness because the price of flights had dropped significantly. Everyone was flying. Children who definitely were not on spring break yet were traveling. It was very stressful. I spent most of the time at our base airport writing flight reports. I hate writing flight reports and I thought a coffee would help me get through the task easier. So I got up, left the office, and went to the bakery in the security area of the terminal. This bakery makes the best latte around. Also, this bakery sports a nice white uniform which consists of a white polo shirt with the logo of the bakery on it. I was just about to order my extra big latte when this woman just stepped in front of me. She basically started yelling, Hi, can I get... and rattled out her order. The bakery employee just looked at her and mentioned that I was first and in the middle of ordering something and that he would deal with me first before he could accept her order. This lady was an older, small lady with very white and long hair. She looked like a grandma, but she destroyed this image by basically screaming at me and the employee. She is working here. She can get her stuff later. I have a flight to catch. I told the bakery dude that it was fine, that I can wait, and I asked the little lady what kind of flight she was taking in order to help her call the gate or something. Unfortunately, she took it as an insult. You don't need to know which flight I'm taking. It's not your business. You should better clean the display. Look how dirty it is. And she smeared the glass of the display with her little hands. Apparently, she thought I worked at the bakery. I tried to explain multiple times that I was an airline worker and that the flight she is taking is likely to be one of the planes I'm managing because 75% of the flights at this airport were operated by us. 
She continued screaming, and I stopped talking to her since it didn't make any sense to waste more time with her. For some reason, she didn't like my silence. She kept talking and berating me, telling me how I'm bad at my job, etc. I was thinking about following her to the gate to find out where she is flying to because this lady clearly wasn't stable enough to fly when she suddenly hit me with her luggage. To clarify, I wasn't prepared to get hit at all. Also, her luggage was heavy and it was one of those old suitcases that were made out of metal. Security got called by the employee of the bakery and they gave me the latte for free. This lady was actually a standby passenger on an overbooked flight, so she was definitely going to miss it. It wasn't a flight with the airline I work for, but the cabin crew heard of her behavior and banned her for this flight anyways. After this ordeal, I got back to the office to complete my flight records and I sighed. Because now I needed to write up an incident report for this crazy lady who just assaulted me. I just drank my coffee and got it over with. My foot has a bruise as big as a plate, by the way. I don't know what airports are like in Germany, but in America, if you assault another passenger, you are in a buttload of trouble. Also, I've got to point out, technically, this Karen wasn't wrong. You were a really terrible bakery employee. Our next post is from Richter1977. Okay, as stated in another post, the store I managed was connected to a McDonald's. One holiday when they were closed, I happened to be working. Not happily, as I was supposed to be off holidays, but someone called in, so... I am busy stocking some items when I hear it. The huff of a wild Karen preparing to work itself into a tizzy. Excuse me, there is supposed to be a red box in this location. Keep in mind, I'm not in the best of moods already, and this was said in the snottiest tone imaginable. Keeping an incredibly strained smile on my face, I tell her, yes, there is one over in the McDonald's. Here is where I committed my cardinal sin. Not usually working on the holidays, I had the audacity to forget that they weren't open today. Q jerk mode level 9000. Ugh, obviously, since it's not in here. Could you go open the door so I can return my video? Now fully cognizant of the issue, I take a deep mental breath and tell her, I'm sorry, no, I don't have keys to their doors. They are a separate business. Initiate hypersonic Karen Screech. B.S. You are obviously employed by the same company. You are in the same building. Further attempts at reasonably explaining this is not the case falls on deaf ears. At some point, I have to take a break from trying to translate logic into crazy to check out a customer. At this point, Karen tells me, You can ignore me all you like. I am not leaving until you help me. Being a helpful sort of fellow, I nod amiably and begin to write on a piece of paper, handing it to her after I finish. What the heck is this? Well, you said you wouldn't leave until I helped you. Given your complete lack of ability to listen to reason, I have figured out your true problem and I'm trying to help. This is directions to Centerpoint Hospital. They are great at dealing with mental illness or substance abuse, whichever your issue is. At this point, Karen lets out a screech, like a, like a, you know, I don't think anything in nature has ever made a sound like that. I want to speak to your manager. Okay, let me go get him. 
I walk into the back room, walk back out again, and say, what seems to be the problem? She is now sputtering incoherently and storms out the door, spewing invectives and what I can only presume were threats to contact corporate to get me fired. Bye, Karen. Do come again. Hello, is this McDonald's customer support? I want you to fire this person because they were extremely rude to me. Ma'am, no one of that name works at that McDonald's. <laughs> Mission accomplished. I win again. Our next post is from Red Rover Laws. We moved into a new house a few years ago. Two days after we get settled in, it's a gorgeous day, so I'm out tending the garden. If you live in Louisiana, you'll realize that nice days are few and far in between. It's hot and muggy. About 30 minutes after I start, this woman walks up beside the house. She compliments my garden and asks how much my services cost. So I told her, ma'am, I don't do services. About this time, my husband walks out and puts something into the car. So all's perfectly fine, right? Nope. This woman decides to call the police and tell them we are robbing the place. I don't know if her watching my husband cause this thinking as he was pulling stuff out of the house and into the vehicle or what. We were new neighbors, moved in like a few days prior so you'd think she would have seen us moving. Three cops show up a few minutes after she left. We didn't know she called the cops. They pull up while both of us are wondering what the heck happened. Maybe someone we knew died or our kid got arrested? Neither. They said we were called in as an active burglar. We had to prove it was ours. She didn't even talk to us about it or mention a robbery. Although, I guess in the moment she just lost it? People are crazy here. What kind of stupid thief does gardening during the robbery? Sometimes I can't tell if these people are stupid or insane. Maybe a little bit of both? <laughs> I think Uvula Jones down in the comments put it best. Yes, officer, we broke in and made a mortgage payment. Our next post is from Comic Seas 94. A few years ago, I worked a petrol station and the company owned supermarkets as well. My uniform was all black and had neon green edges on the polo with company petrol embroidered on the sleeves back and front. The supermarket was white and green checkered shirts and couldn't look any different. After a shift one afternoon, I stopped by our company's supermarket across the road to get something for dinner and spotted one of our regulars who is a compulsive complainer. She once complained to me that our fuel pumps were too clean just to give you an idea of the kind of woman I'm talking about. This is the interaction I had with her in full uniform at the produce section of the supermarket. Excuse me, all your bananas are bruised. Go get some more. Oh, sorry, I don't work here. I work across the road. The produce manager was just here. Go let him know. She says in a condescending tone, I know you work across the road, but this is company. You work for company, so go fix this before I file a complaint. Go ahead, you'll look pretty stupid complaining about bananas being sold at a servo. The compulsive complainer huffs and storms off, returning quickly with the produce manager. Excuse me, sir, this woman here told me you were very rude. I'm going to... He stops mid-sentence and looks at my uniform. What did you say to this woman, exactly? 
She demanded I get fresh bananas. When I told her I don't work here, she threatened to- He told me to F off! I'm now demanding you fire him! A random legend who had apparently been watching the whole time said, Mate, you should F off, you entitled jerk. How stupid can you be? She stormed out of the store. After I'd finished shopping, I walked back across the road to my car in the staff park outside my petrol station to see compulsive complainer in a heated discussion with my manager through the windows. I went inside to clear things up. That's him. That's the rude man. My manager said, OP, can you explain what happened over there? She demanded I get fresh bananas at the supermarket. When I let her know I didn't work there, she went off. Don't lie, you stupid blank. OP, can you come around behind the counter, please? I go through the secure door to get behind the counter, looking obviously confused because compulsive complainer has a smug, I got you now, look on her face. Compulsive complainer, you have to leave. My employee would never act this way and we have a no tolerance policy on abusive customers. I'll have your jobs for this. You can't treat a customer like this. Never in my life has anyone been so rude to me. My manager calmly says to me while she's screaming at us, call the police. Compulsive complainer froze while I went to the phone and started dialing the police. She was obviously weighing her options and for some reason she thought her best course of action was to run. Now, I don't know if anyone's seen a 60-year-old plus woman in raised flats try to do a 180-degree turn and sprint across vinyl floors, but it resembled small kids trying to sprint across ice flats. I put the phone down. My manager printed her picture for the do not serve list and we went on with our lives. She never came back while I was there, but I saw her today in the same supermarket complaining about something meaningless to a poor kid. That was r slash I don't work here lady and a lot of you have been asking me to start a podcast. Well, good news, I have recently started one. If you go down to the description of this video, you will find links to my anchor.fm account as well to my Spotify account where I have the new podcasts. Now, fair warning, I am 100% new to podcasts. I'm still kind of figuring out how things work. So there might be a few bumps in the road as I figure out the audio and where to upload and monetization and all that stuff, but hopefully pretty soon I will have podcasts for you guys.